Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last thrower shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. like it's finally nice again after all this rain and gloomy weather we've been having as mentioned this is the final play with mikey clutch on chicagolandsportsradio.com it's not just sports it's a way of life wow another it's just wild week after wild week in the nfl week five gave us a lot of ups a lot of downs some great primetime matchups one that was lopsided, but whew, a lot to unpack today. Clutch player of the week, debt-free pick three. Yikes, won't even get into it until the end of the show. I just, man, not not, not off to a good start here after week five. Uh, the Rookie Watch, as always, new segment, top in class. I'll give you my weekly power rankings. That'll change periodically or every week. Some meaty matchups we're looking forward to in week six. Got some buys. And then, yeah, we'll get into the main matchups that I watched this past Sunday and some NFL headlines. And no headline bigger than John Gruden resigning as the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. A lot of racial slurs, misogynistic and anti-gay talk in his emails. Very inappropriate. And, I mean, there was only one thing to do, and that is to resign or, you know, get let go. And, and yeah, his career is over. It's just unacceptable what he, you know, these emails, which is, you know, everybody held on to that one comment that he made about Demar Smith but a lot more was uncovered and it's just yeah you don't want to see this from a head coach and everybody wants to say oh it was you know years ago John Gruden is a grown man he's what 58 58 years old there is no excuse I don't care if it was 7 20 30 years ago John Gruden is not going to change overnight his thoughts. Uh, I guarantee he still uses speech like that you know, behind closed doors, and that's not in emails because hey, in a 58-year-old man it's seven years ago makes these comments. I'm sure he's still making those comments today. It, it's just ridiculous. Um, I was a Gruden fan until I heard this news. Uh, you can't have this, and I'm, I'm glad that the NFL stepped in and, search these emails and now the NFLPA wants to petition to release the emails from the Washington football team after Gruden resigned. So that's going to be interesting. There's like over what was it? 650,000, 450,000 emails for them to go through. And it has, you know, the Washington football team's owner, Dan Schneider. There's some contact in there and messages, but 
that's not good. And I think they should have recovered those emails because maybe there's something in there that can force Dan Snyder to sell this team. Because everybody in the league doesn't think he's deserving to be an owner. It's like the Donald Sterling situation uh, from the Clippers when when he was the owner there and was forced to sell, I, I think, hopefully this petition passes and, and they can get their hands on these emails from the Washington football team to kind of see what else has been said. But if, back to the Raiders' side of things, I mean, could this be a blessing in disguise? Gruden was locked in for another six years after this season. You were going to pay him all this money. And look at the 3-0 and start in the last two weeks. That offense has not looked like it did the first few weeks. And they've been mediocre and underachieving from when Gruden signed and what they were doing the first few years when he came back. So this potentially could be a good thing for the Raiders if they could figure out a good coach and somebody that's really going to use this talent and get the most out of it. That's what I'm hoping for, at least. I, I want to see the Raiders be good. I do. And maybe Gruden was the one holding them back. That could be a very big possibility. But, yeah, John Gruden, you just... Uh, it, it, it's, it's sickening to read what he said in these emails. It's just... Yeah, it, it's sad. It's unacceptable. And I'm I'm glad he's out the door, and that door's shut, and he he probably won't broadcast again either because what company would take him after all of this? And I don't think any company should take him, to be honest. So yeah, that that's the major headline in all of this. So we'll move on to these games this week because weren't they crazy? I'll start with Monday night, which was a thriller. Lamar Jackson finally getting his respect. And after watching these sports shows, talk shows the past few days, and he's getting the love that he he's deserved ever since coming in and taking the Ravens to the playoffs his rookie year when he came in for those final seven games and won MVP the next year. And has done nothing but win. And all the doubters out there that said he can't play from behind. This is now his second, no, third, I'm sorry, third come from behind victory this season. Three in this season. They came back, beat the Chiefs. They came back, beat Detroit. And then this past Monday, they came back and beat Indy. Down 19 points in the third quarter, down 16 in the fourth, and they came back and won in overtime. Baltimore wasn't able to run at first, but they ended up, you know, getting there as the game progressed. But he was just a man, just ridiculous with the ball throwing. He had over 400 yards throwing, his best in his career, 442 passing yards. And Gave the Colts their first loss in franchise history 
when they've had a lead 16 plus more in the fourth quarter. They are 120 and 0. They are now 120 and 1 thanks to Lamar Jackson, but not to the fault of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz looked damn good that night as well. Obviously overshadowed because Lamar led the team back down for a victory in overtime. And there were a couple misplays, and Lamar talked about it. And here he is in the postgame press conference uh, about, you know, what he was seeing and what he was thinking when the Colts came back and after that fumble. Thinking about uh, that touchdown I could have had to Hollywood. Then I'm thinking about the fumble. I'm like, dang, like them, them two touchdowns right there, you know. Um, we'll be in the game, so that's all I'm thinking about on the sideline. But it's like, you know, I got faith in our defense too at the same time. It's like, I know they're going to give us a stop. You know, we just need to put points on the board. That's what happened. Believes in that defense, believes in his guys in that on that team, in that locker room. And what a performance. What a performance. Throwing the ball, he was almost perfect. I mean, over 80% of his throws, Thirty, I think it was 37 for 43. He can do it both ways. He can. He just never had the, never had the chance. But I'm all for it. So now, the Ravens, sole possession of first place in the AFC North, right where I thought they'd be. And this guy, he just wins. He just wins. It, it's tough to beat Baltimore because with Lamar Jackson, you're always in the game. So hats off to them. But Carson Wentz, I know the Colts are not looking good, but thank God they're in the division they are. I still have them coming out. I think they're going to win some games here. And Carson Wentz is playing. He's starting to get better. As the weeks go on, he's getting better and better. Um, I, I think... They'll come out with a victory next weekend or this upcoming weekend. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I I think they're still in this thing. They're they're very well alive. The Tennessee Titans haven't shown that they can really pull away in this weak division. And if they play again, I I I'm taking the Colts. I'm definitely taking the Colts. Only two games back from Tennessee, they got the Texans this weekend. And the Niners next, which will probably be a tough game. But then, you know, they they play Tennessee at home after the Niners game. So, I, Colts are very well alive, and I still have faith in them. I still have faith in them. Wentz has shown me he's he, he can get better and better each week. He's just got to stay healthy. And I, I think he he's fighting to stay healthy this year. After rolling both of those ankles against the Rams, and he comes back and plays a competitive game well not so competitive but they were in that game against Tennessee for uh, a lot of a big chunk of that game but ended up losing 25-16 but then they come back and beat Dolphins who Dolphins are not the team that we saw last year they are not even close and playing like one of the worst teams in the league but all in all Great Monday night. The other primetime game we had was Buffalo versus Kansas City. There was that long hour rain delay at halftime. And Bills really had control that whole game. And I had them in my confidence pool. I had 11 points on them in my confidence. I just, 
the Chiefs defense has hasn't shown that they can make stop good teams. They can't stop good teams. They can't even stop the bad teams. I mean, Jalen Hurts put thirty points up on them, and this is going to be a long season for Kansas. Everybody wants to give them a free pass because of what we've seen the past few years because of Mahomes and his greatness. I'm not giving them a free pass. I'm just not. You're two and three. Your last place in your division, your defense is giving up so many points. And, yes, your offense can score too, but what happens when your offense is starting to turn the ball over uncharacteristically like they haven't in the past few seasons? What, Mahomes already has five interceptions, and I think he had six all of last year? You got to hold on to the ball. I think that luckily their schedule softens up the next three weeks so they can kind of steady the ship and go five and three before they play Green Bay at home. I just, this off, this defense really scares me for them. And with the Chargers on the rise with Herbert, and we already saw what happened. They couldn't stop them. And they lost to the Chargers on their home field. So they got to figure this thing out on how to take care of the ball. Mahomes has to stop trying to show off and be flashy and do all these crazy things to try and look cool scoring touchdowns. And this is why Herbert's kind of taken over as the next guy because he doesn't make those dumb decisions. He's not flashy. He just moves the chains. And scores touchdowns. I love it. I love it. So Chiefs got a lot of figuring out to do if they want to come back and try and make a Super Bowl run. Uh, right now, I just I don't even think they're a conference. Uh, I mean, they're a wild card team right now, you know. So I I just they need a lot in order to compete with the likes of Buffalo, who Buffalo since week one that. Again, weird loss to Pittsburgh where they should have won and haven't looked back since. They're they're putting up crazy numbers. They're they're scoring. They're just scoring on everybody. They're holding everybody uh, to less points. I mean, if you hold the Kansas City Chiefs to twenty points, you're doing pretty damn good. That defense is stepping up. They've given up what. 41 points in the last four games, so that's just over, a touch over 10 points a game. And I'm loving what I'm seeing from Josh Allen. He he, hurl, he, he got another hurdle in, you know, from his – I remember his rookie year hurdle at Minnesota. I'm like, who is this guy? He, he's just a truck out there hurdling and, and, and lowering the shoulder on, on the defenders. But – 34.4 points per game and only giving up 12.8 all season. This team has it on both sides of the ball right now. Here I thought the Los Angeles Rams were the only team in the NFL that are complete on offense and defense, and, and the Rams' defense has been struggling. So Buffalo right now is playing the most sound football out of everybody, and it shows. They're just running away with these games. And I, I thought maybe because their schedule was a little softer, before Kansas City, but nope, they play Kansas City and were able to manhandle them like they have been the past few weeks. And 
Josh Allen, you know, two consecutive seasons now, we're starting to see this guy take over the AFC. And that's what you want to see. I, I, I'm, I'm finally giving in to it. I, I like to see you guys do it for more than just one year. And he's starting to put it together. So hats off to the Bills. And I feel sorry for whoever's got to play them, honestly. I, I would not want to be a team that plays the Buffalo Bills right now. It's too much. But, yeah, they have Tennessee Monday night. I think that's just going to be another blowout. We all we, we know what Tennessee def- Tennessee's defense looks like right now. It's really bad. In Tennessee, the games they've I mean, they lost to the Jets. I don't care if you were down two receivers. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars. That game was a little closer than the score may say. Uh, so I just didn't think they looked all that great. The first half was a lot more competitive, but. You know how I feel about Tennessee. Another game, I mean the Bears. Bears and Raiders, I had this in my debt-free pick three last week. Bears showed a lot, but again, I the way the Raiders came out, very flat. Is that because of the news of Gruden, all the stuff coming out? Were they not as focused? Were they not... I don't know. that It was just a weird game for the Bears, and the Bears' offense I still think needs to be scoring more than 20 points over here. You're going up against Green Bay. You put up 20 against Green Bay, and Green Bay's going to have like 30 points. you got to be able to score more. I haven't seen that they've been able to do that. And this offense, I know Justin Fields is getting his groove, and Got his second win. I'm very happy for him, but the offense as a whole, the play calling, I'm not that impressed with. It's just this defense is, yes, playing good, but Aaron Rodgers owns you. You got Tampa Bay's offense coming to you, which is not going to be a picnic. You have the Niners offense. If Garoppolo's in, that can score points, and then you ease up – going to Pittsburgh, but then you have Baltimore after the Pittsburgh game, and, and we all know and saw what Lamar Jackson can do with his legs and with his arm. So the Bears have to start putting up more than 20 points, 23 points. I want to see them in the 30s at least two two of these games on this next stretch. You have to score more than 30 Nagy, if you can't do that, I mean, you're one of the worst teams as far as points for in the entire NFL. You have 84 points scored total all year. And that doesn't, and that, I'm sorry, and that includes that pick six that you guys had against Cincy. So, ah, just, there's a lot of growth that needs to be done in Chicago. That's just plain and simple. Plain and simple. They have the least amount of points scored. The most in the NFL, except 
for the New York Jets, who've only scored 67. So the second least amount of points scored the Bears have at 84. And then in first place is the Jets, or well, the, in last place, I should say, 67 points. So, yeah, they're definitely the worst in the NFC, where everybody's already eclipsed, eclipsed over uh, 100, except for Detroit. I'll, I'll, I'll say Detroit's got 98, but still. Bears need to score some points. They just need to score points. Negative 16-point differential is not good. And, you know, Green Bay, they're 4-1. and one, And I know that it's a lopsided victory um, with that week one Saints and their negative in, in the point differential as well as a 4-1 and one team. But, again, a lot of has, has to do from that week one. But still, they haven't blown anybody out either then to make up for that. I, I think we're, it's going to be a long day for that Bears defense. And if they're able to stop Rodgers and this offense isn't able to score points, it's the same thing as last year. We saw that. That stretch after after the Green Bay game, the first one last year, I said, all right, here's where they're going to start scoring points because they played Minnesota, Detroit, Jacksonville, and Houston. Four of the worst defenses last year. I said, okay, here's where they're going to score some points. They're going to win these games. Then they're going to lose to Green Bay in the final week, which they did, and Nagy's going to keep his job, and that's what happened. And they don't have an easy stretch like that this year. You heard me mention the stretch that they're about to go on. That is not going to happen. I think you know, I put a week eight timeline on Nagy. If they go out and lose three straight, I know they got the Niners in there as well, which could be a that could be a loss if all goes well for the Niners health wise. But Chicago Bears need to do something here to impress me in order for me to buy in on their stock. I'm all in on Justin Fields, absolutely, but as a whole team, I just don't think they can get it done with Nagy as their coach. All right, how about the wildest game? This weekend. That back and forth, back and forth game of the year so far. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cleveland Browns at SoFi in Los Angeles. What more can I say about Justin Herbert? This kid puts the team on his back. He's spectacular again. Comeback win. Scored 26 points in the fourth quarter. Had, I think, over 200 passing yards in the fourth quarter. And Browns, I'm sure you've seen it. First team in NFL history with 40-plus points and no turnovers to lose a game. I think teams were 443-0 before Cleveland lost. But Staley, letting Herbert take over the game. He's going for it on fourth and seven. Fourth and seven. Near midfield. And I actually think they were in their own territory. Fourth and seven. I know they got kicking issues, and that's why they're kind of going for it a lot on these fourth downs and, and long field goal tries, but this kid's converting them. He's making the right throws, the right decision, getting first downs, moving the chains, and giving the Chargers another chance to score. 
if this is how aggressive the Chargers are going to be, I, this is why they always lost games late in on final plays because they were never aggressive during the game. The, during the game, in order to pull away and and lock it up, and they couldn't really pull it away because the defense. This is the first bad game I think this defense has had all year. They couldn't get a stop on Cleveland, but Herbert almost four hundred yards, four touchdowns. He's throwing the ball all over the place on a dime. I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. And Mayfield had a great game, too. 305 yards, two touchdowns. Definitely had a chance to win. And how about the Cleveland defense? I thought this was the right call. When the Chargers went down, Ackler got down in bounds, and then the next play they run it on the goal line, and the Cleveland team pushed them in. I thought that was the right play to do. You had to get the ball. But if I'm the Chargers, I take a knee. Why even risk that happening? Luckily, the defense came up big and got a stop because they missed the two-point conversion. So if Cleveland would have scored, I mean, that that's game. That is game. So hats off to the Chargers fighting. And this is, this is not Yo Daddy's Chargers team. This is a different team. The culture has changed over there. Staley, uh, he's my favorite hire. From the offseason, I know I, I, I hate it on it because I, I never know what these young coaches that have never, you know, rare, rare, barely have coordinating experience. But he, he, the way they're aggressive and going after it, it's working and I'm all for it. So I'm glad I can root for the Los Angeles Chargers in the AFC. Loving Herbert, everything he's doing. And, you know, Mayfield with that shoulder Still put out another performance. And Cleveland, they're going to be there. That that defense, though, that we were very hyped about, I don't think it's that good. It still isn't that good. And, and maybe that's the defensive coordinator. You know, you have all this talent, and you can't put it together because they were giving up points like this last year. And all the signings that they had, I, I thought that was going to be the difference. And then same thing with the Rams. I mentioned it. You know, Staley not there. Look at their defense. It's not the same without Staley. And, the Chargers defense took a step up this year having Staley in there. So that's another thing to watch out for the Rams. Maybe that defense just – maybe this is as good, why Staley is a good coach. Maybe that's just it, you know. And then I'll touch on the Niners game quickly. You know, Trey Lance, horrible interception. That pick, he threw, sailed it over his guy's head. It was right decision. The guy was wide open. He just this is what worries about worries me. He he's a little reckless, uh, but he's a fighter. You know, he got stopped at the goal line. I think he should have probably reached out there instead of trying to bulldoze his way in. And he ends up getting hurt, sprained knee, and this is another reason why I wasn't sure if, if he just. Reckless quarterbacks like this have injury histories. They don't take care of themselves. They don't slide. They don't go down. They don't keep themselves out of harm's way. They're trying to win the game on every single snap. And I love that competitive nature, but you have to learn to take what the defense gives you. You have to learn how to go down. Don't take the unnecessary hits. Look at Carson Wentz's history. You know, he, again trying to do things on every play to win the game. And it's just, 
you get hurt, and uh, this is a scary road. We, we, uh, draft Lance to be that insurance policy if Garoppolo goes down, which he just did. But now if Lance goes down, now who do we have? So I'm hoping this buy gets Jimmy healthy and he'll be back the following week. But, yeah, it definitely scares me because I don't want another quarterback injury with Shanahan as the head coach. And it's just we never had a healthy quarterback other than that Super Bowl run. And look at what Shanahan was able to do. Get to the Super Bowl and was a quarter away of winning it. So, J.J. Watt made his presence known. That's the best game I've seen out of him so far this year. Disrupting, deflecting a lot of balls, a lot of passes, was applying a lot of pressure to Lance. He disrupted a lot of plays. And it looked good. The Niners were in this game. I, I thought this would have been a blowout, but you know what? That's how great this defense is. This defense has played really well all all season. All season, even with the injuries. So if if this defense can stay healthy, the Niners at two and three are not out of this thing. They're they're not even close. Not even close. And the Rams, I can't wait for that game, for the first game against the Rams this year. It, it Shanahan, when hopefully Garoppolo plays that one, because when Shanahan has Garoppolo, he's undefeated against Sean McVay. I, we even beat the Rams last year without Garoppolo. So he's owned them the last couple seasons. And you're right there with Arizona, the undefeated Cardinals, the only undefeated team in the NFL. Lost by a score, could have potentially won that game, had you know penalties not ruined it and turnovers. So, no panic yet. Not not hitting the panic button. Not even looking at the panic button. All three losses were by one possession. Okay. All three one possession games. That means your team's fighting and they have a chance to win. And, it, you know, the score just ball goes, like, come on, Green Bay. Rodgers, 37 seconds, good for him, gets down, game-winning field goal. So Niners very much alive. Get this by this week, rest up, get healthy, and come back. And we'll be right back after this. If you're in the victory formation, then you must be listening to the Mikey Clutch on the ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Here's your host, Mikey Clutch. All right. Mentioned earlier, going to start a new thing here called Top in Class, where I will be giving you my weekly power rankings. And let's start from the bottom. Number 10, the Cleveland Browns. Listen, I know they lost, but that game was going back and forth, and that offense being able to put up the points they did. Defense needs to come up with a couple stops, but I still think with the talent on both sides of the ball, they'll be there at the end of the season in a playoff spot. Number nine, the Green Bay Packers. I know they're 4-1, and one, but... Their wins haven't been all that impressive. Niners, I, I you got Rodgers, so you know what? No excuse there. Great win. That 
You need that, right? You need to be able to come down final seconds and have a clutch player like that. But there's just something missing about Green Bay. The defense, not all that either. And the offense can use some help. Number eight, the Kansas City Chiefs. Two and three. Listen, I, I know I, I they probably shouldn't even be in the top ten. I'm giving them one more week. They have Washington football team. I think they're going to demolish. So maybe they'll, they'll rise up. Seven, Arizona Cardinals. I know. They're the only undefeated team. I, you call me biased because they're in the Niners division. But they can be stopped. They can be stopped. You know, Minnesota should have been a loss. If the Minnesota kicker makes that field goal, the Niners game, they couldn't really move. The ball, they played Tennessee, not all that. I wanna I, I wanna see another test for Arizona, which potentially I have an upset alert this week with Arizona when they play the Cleveland Browns. Number six, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar, another come from behind victory. Love what I saw, getting it done, and Listen, I, I think they're the leader in that division, even with the Browns, even with the Bengals. I just, uh, with Lamar as your quarterback, all he, all he does is win. I think they're going to keep winning. Number five, Dallas Cowboys. The way they are playing on offense and defense, they could be a little higher in this list, which they probably should be, but I, they'll, be, they'll get there. As long as they keep playing like they are, their schedule is kind of easy this year, too. So they'll be in they'll they'll win this division running away and get a playoff spot. Number four, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, since that Dallas loss, they looked phenomenal. They're scoring points now, moving the ball with ease, and just really both sides of the ball playing well. Uh, I know the defense, like I said, didn't play well against the Browns, but they'll get back on top. Number three, the Los Angeles Rams. Why do I have them ahead of the Arizona Cardinals? I still trust in their team a little more on both sides of the ball, more consistently. I like their coach a lot more. And yes, they lost to the Cardinals head-to-head. -head. Maybe they should be up there, but I, I'm still trusting in the talent of McVay and the Rams. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, I feel, is not getting enough love for what he's been doing this season. 15 touchdown passes. He leads the league in passing yards. You know, he's one behind, one touchdown behind Mahomes for touchdown leader. And he's doing this at 44, quietly. He even injured his thumb at near the end of that game, and they really ran away with it against a Miami Dolphins team who's been struggling all year. And number one, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have been playing defense, strangling these other teams, Putting up so many points. You have Josh Allen, year four, and he's figured this thing out. They're going to be extremely tough to beat if he starts running the ball like he did against the Chiefs. So watch out for the Bills. That'll do it for my top 10, top in the class weekly power rankings. Your thoughts? Let me know. A lot of things, a lot of moving parts after this weekend. 
I'll show some respect to some of the teams I have lower. And if some of these top teams put up stinkers, I, I could drop them easy. But that, that'll go for this week's weekly rankings. Now I want to get into these meaty matchups coming up this weekend. There's four matchups I'm, I'm looking forward to watch. Start with the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams, 4-1. and one. Justin Herbert playing like an MVP. Lamar Jackson playing like an MVP. This is going to be a fun matchup. This could potentially be the game of the week. But I'm looking, I'm looking at the Chargers' defense. I'm trusting them a little more than I trust that Baltimore defense. And I, I think Lamar can do it, man. Lamar can definitely put this Chargers defense on their heels. I think he could do it. But I, I, I'm thinking the Chargers are going to come out on top. I, I just love what I'm seeing from Herbert. He's consistently been throwing the ball better than anybody in this league. Lamar has the legs, but Herbert can also move. When he has to, he does. So that's matchup number one. Number two, Arizona Cardinals versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, that... That terrible loss against the Chargers last week, going back and forth, and the Cardinals staying undefeated. Tough matchup against the Niners. Uh, they, they'll probably be able to score on this Cleveland defense, but I think Cleveland Browns, with that running attack, they're going to wear down this Cardinals defense this year or this week. And I, I got Cleveland coming out on top on that one. I, I, got, I got Cleveland winning that, even with their injuries and on that defensive side of the ball. Matchup number three, Seattle Seahawks versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seattle, first game, Russell Wilson isn't going to start for them since being drafted. Geno Smith looked good. He looked good coming in, but will he look like that again against the Steelers defense? That's really good. But luckily for the Seahawks, they're playing Ben Roethlisberger. I know he looked good this week. I don't, I, I still, I'm sticking by that. I think he's done. He's washed. And you're, you better look good against the Denver team. Uh, you should at home. And then matchup number four, Green Bay Packers coming off of that wild, nobody wanted to win game in Cincinnati against Chicago. Justin Fields, his first taste of this rivalry. Can he get an upset here where Trubisky couldn't really even do? I, I, I want to see this Bears team against this Aaron Rodgers because if they can go out and upsell them, you realize you're in first place here, Bears. You're in first place if you can go out and upset the Green Bay Packers. Not quite sure that's going to happen. I, I don't believe that's going to happen, but, hey, crazier, this has been a crazy year. Wouldn't put it past it. Bears, I believe, are they in Lambeau or are they at home? I am about to figure that out. Uh, they're, at, they're in Chicago. So you better protect your home turf against your division rival, the Green Bay Packers. And, I, man, I, I'm looking forward. Those are some good games, great games coming up this weekend. Wild. I hope this season just keeps giving what we've been getting. Phenomenal game games going on. Back and forths. Late game heroics. You know, beating the team when the clock runs out, I'm all for it. Wild NFL 2021 season 
Let's go. All right. You know we do it every week. What are we doing? Here it is. The Rookie Watch. All right. How did these guys do this past week? Well, I will tell you. Justin Fields gets his second victory, beats the Raiders again. Offense doesn't look amazing. Doesn't look great. But they still got the win. Didn't lose it for them against the Raiders team that just didn't have it anymore. Just doesn't have it, all right? Mac Jones led his comeback against the Texans. Texans were in that game all. Patriots, down four offensive linemen. Pre-game, I wish I would have known that when I did my debt-free pick three because I ended up taking them, this the uh, Houston Texans this past Sunday, plus seven and a half. Plus seven and a half. I was, that, that was the lock of the week if I would have known that last Wednesday. Obviously, can't see in the future. But Mac Jones, hey, leads a comeback. Patriots, two and three. Very well and alive. They're not going to catch the Buffalo Bills, but maybe that last wild card spot. Zach Wilson. He flops in London. I called this, you know, I thought he would have looked a little better, but Robert Sala didn't have his team prepared for this London flight. They flew in on a Thursday, on Thursday before the game. Your body needs almost a week to get the jet lag out and really get your body adjusted to the new time time difference. And that they just weren't prepared. Atlanta was able to dominate that whole game and came out on top, and Zach Wilson just did not look good. He, he's been struggling mightily this season. Trey Lance could have won the game. Well, missed time, sprained knee, as I mentioned. And, I, yeah, I, I just – I like flashes for what I see, but it's – it's 50-50 with him. I don't know if the play is going to go for a nice gain or if he's going to turn the ball over or just get stopped short because he's going to run the ball. I I don't like it. I don't like having that type of emotion, not knowing and not having a consistent quarterback back there like a Jimmy Garoppolo who can, when he has the ball, he makes the right decision and he can hit his guys wide open. I, they just move the ball better. Uh, and then Trevor Lawrence, good quarterback on a bad team. They, uh, Urban Meyer, I don't know if he's really coaching or if he's just there showing up on Sundays. And I, after, before, before that video came out last week, that viral video of a girl giving him a lap dance, he didn't even take the ta team, the plane back with the team. He took his own private jet or whatever, got on a private plane to Ohio after that loss to Cincinnati. And I was hearing other shows, and they interviewed a bunch of different coaches and GMs and all this, and never once have they heard of a coach not going back on the team plane. And this is my issue with Urban Meyer. You're ruining – you're going to ruin the – well, he probably won't last after this year, and if he does, he'll be cut short next year, midseason possibly. Because having Trevor Lawrence, you can't waste his talent. You can't waste it. And there's a potential there that he, he's already wasting it. And this team just, ah, he's not prepared. He's not prepared. You're going out into a bar after a close loss on a short week and you don't want to go 
right away and watch film and get ready for Tennessee that you just played, a division opponent, and you come out very uh, not competitive in the second half. You can't stop Derrick Henry, who has a full, not a full season against the Jags, but he has full season running back statistics against the Jags on 99 carries. It's it's ridiculous. He has like over a thousand yards on ninety nine carries. I think it, it's a it's ridiculous. So Urban Meyer, I, he needs to go. Him and Nagy, I, I think are are the two coaches that need to be fired and fired quick and get replaced. But that does it for the rookie watch. Ugh. Ah, I feel like this segment we shouldn't even be doing anymore. But hey, I'm still confident we can win you some money. And you know when I'm talking about money, you know what time it is. We don't do anything illegal. Debt free, pick free. Look what I found in my pocket. Look, a year's salary right here. Is what I call them? A fun coupon. This is the debt free pick three. On the final play with Mikey Clutch. Yeah. All right. Debt free, pick three. I felt so confident last week, and I went on, and I said I was going back and forth last week on that damn Rams and Seahawks game. I was going to take the Rams. I ended up switching to the Seahawks last minute. They had a chance. I think if Russ played, that game would have probably went the Seahawks' way. The Raiders game and the Bears could, I, I'm making excuses. I have to. The whole email situation with Gruden, was that team really prepared to play against the Bears? And, hey, the Chargers covered that one. So I went one and two again last week, which I believe makes us four and nine on the year, four and ten on the year, or or four and seven? Or, no, four and eight. I think I'm four and eight on the year. Four and eight. We'll, we'll stick with four and eight. Anyway. My games this week, I'm going tomorrow night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Philadelphia Eagles. The line was minus seven. I'm taking Tampa all the way. I just think the offense is clicking on all cylinders. That defensive front of the Philly can give fits for Brady, but I just think that they're, they're going to be able to put this thing away. It, it might be close in the beginning, but uh, towards the end, I think Tampa will pull away with the game because it's Tom Brady. He's always prepared, even on a short week. I just trust them. Arians, I'm I'm talking Arians and Brady. I trust them more than Sirianni and Hurts at this point for a short week to prepare for a team. I think they'll be ready and kind of follow up that performance of last week into this week. Second game, Cincinnati Bengals. Minus three in Detroit. Bengals offense has... And putting up points, Chase, Jamar Chase putting up Randy Moss-type numbers in his first five games, scoring a touchdown uh, in every game. Uh, I think, you know, Detroit, their center, probably the top, one of the top three, five centers in the entire NFL. He's out for the season, rag now. He's going to be missing time. So, I mean, Detroit, when you're missing your center on offense, he, he calls out, you know, the Mike linebacker, helps put the offensive line in position to make their correct blocks and all that. So 
I, I think this could be another loss for Detroit. It might be competitive, but I still I would take the minus three. I, I think it's going to be a field goal game at least. So you're, you're safe to take those points. But since he's on the road, I'm Detroit. How, how many times can you lose in heartbreaking fashion? Dan Campbell was in tears this past week in his postgame press conference. You had Minnesota on the ropes. I, I just think some of these games are deflating, and I think that's going to be a deflating loss. And, I mean, at that point, two losses in a row with the time running out on a 50-plus yard field goal kick, and one was a record breaker at 66. That, that's tough to overcome. I got Cincinnati, but I think it's going to be a hard-fought fight in the beginning of the game up until the fourth quarter, uh, kind of like the Tampa game. I think it's going to be both of those games are going to be close, but late those teams are going to play, pull away. The final game, the Cleveland Browns are home versus the Arizona Cardinals, only undefeated team in the league. But I will say, I think this has upset city written all over it. I am going to be taking, well, the Cleveland Browns are minus three at home. I'm taking the minus three. I think they're going to give the Cardinals their first loss. Arizona shown shown to be human. Kyler Murray shown to be human last week versus the Niners. Uh, I think the Cleveland Browns, heartbreaking loss on the road. You had the Chargers on the ropes. You're going back home. I think this is going to be a big victory for the Cleveland Browns over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I just You have to win this one to stay a game back behind the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to stick with the Cleveland Browns at home, minus three against the Arizona Cardinals to round out the debt-free pick three. So that's Tampa minus seven, Cincy minus three, Cleveland minus three. All favorites. All favorites this week. And good luck. Win some money. I hope I do too. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for, Clutch Player of the Week. How can I not go with LaMarvelous Jackson? Lamar Jackson, as I mentioned earlier, down 19 points, 16 in the fourth quarter, leads a comeback, drives down in overtime, gets the win, 442 yards passing, the best in his career, and it's... This is going to be what we're going to see. He's either going to kill you with his legs or when he has to, he'll beat you with his arm. I love what he's been able to do, his body work already this young in his career. Just keeps winning. Keeps winning. Just keeps winning. But that's going to do it for the show today. I have been Mikey Clutch taking you out. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.